Hey friends, welcome to the His Beloved of Texas podcast. I'm Megan. And I'm Kendra, and we're two moms that live across the street from each other. And between us, we have 10 kids. We live life together, have fun, and we just want to share that with you guys. We are so glad you're here. On this podcast each week, we think everyone needs a little bit of hope. And we want to tell stories of hope, of how God has changed people's lives. He's shown up in good times and in hard times, and and He can show up for you too. All right, we hope you enjoy. Welcome. I'm Megan, and I'm so glad you're here. Today is a really special episode for me. Most of you know that I've been going through a lot this year. Um, The last six months have been really hard on my family, maybe longer than that. I don't know. It's been a while now. And so today we decided not to include a new guest, but to just have a Megan and Kendra day. And it's time for me to tell our story. I've been giving little bits here and there, but it just wasn't the right timing before, and God's really put it on my heart that now is the time, because if I don't tell this story, then no one knows that we've gone through so much. No one knows that the Lord has been so faithful to us, and no one can see the beauty that He's brought through all of these ashes. And I want you guys to see that, because I want you to know that you have hope too. So if you are suffering, and you need a little hope, this is the right episode for you today. We also have a lot of fun, of course, as we always do, but um, we just really want to share our hearts with you, and I hope you enjoy. Hey, Kendra. Hi, Megan. How's it going? It's going well. I'm happy. I mean, it's kind of cloudy outside. It makes me want to crawl in bed and snuggle, but since I can't do that... (laughs) Um, I have a warm cup of coffee, and I'm sitting at a table with my bestie, so this is great. <laughs> so fun. And it's just the two of us today. Yeah. It's been a while since we've yeah. done that. Well, Jesus is here in this oh, yes. empty chair. <laughs> He's the soundboard guy. <laughs> the soundboard guy. Yes, help us. <laughs> um, so since we don't have a guest, um, that means no questions. But I do want to ask you a question, Megan. Uh-huh. What is tickling your fancy right now? <laughs> that just makes me giggle every time you say that. My, my Tickling your fancy. Yeah, is that nanny, what you mean? My nanny always say, that gets me tickled. <laughs> she always said that. That gets me tickled. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I feel like there's like a million things that I would have answered this question with a week ago, but now I can't think of what they are. That's usually how it works. Right? But one thing is walking with purpose. Mm. The Bible study, Walking with Purpose. Yes. Now, I've never done any of the adult ones, but I've heard they're fantastic. But Kendra and I have been doing um, the Blaze Middle School Bible study with uh, a group of girls, 21 of them to be exact. They're amazing girls. They are the future of the church. Oh, Man, my goodness. They're amazing. And this Blaze Bible study kit, it's made for middle school girls. And it ha- comes with a kit. And everything that you need for the Bible study is in it. And so, like, even down to, like, a balloon for this random activity and a package of Skittles. A glue stick. A glue stick and (laughs) a pair of scissors scissors. for one activity. Yes. (laughs) So it's it's just been the greatest thing ever, though, because for lots of reasons. One is that I keep telling Kendra, like, if we were going to write a Bible study for middle school girls, this would be it. Like, it's it's almost exactly what we share with women. But we're telling it to 10 and 11 and 12-year-old girls who... Like, they're going to be equipped with knowing how to fight lies of the devil and, Mm -hmm. you know, know that they're the beloved at such a young age. It's so fantastic. And then the other part of it is we have to do no prep. Yeah, it's amazing. (laughs) Zero prep. And so 
It's so funny because usually when we're doing ministry, we're like stressed about this or that, or, oh, we need to plan this. And we're literally like Sunday morning before Bible study, like, hey, have you read it yet? No, but I'm going to. Have you read it yet? <laughs> I know. <laughs> this done... chapter looks good to me. I think the other one pertains to you, yeah. Megan. And she's like, oh, yeah, that sounds great. And it fits us both perfectly. It's amazing. And so the girls just show up and we don't clean our houses. We don't do anything but just sit on the front lawn and talk about Jesus yeah. and do these fun activities. And it's amazing every week. And afterwards, I'm just so filled. And I, Yeah, me too. It takes zero energy out of me and just fills me every week. It's super mm -hmm. fun. So if you guys have some middle school girls in your life, I highly recommend grabbing a group of them and doing one of these studies because it's worth yeah, it. Definitely. It's good. How about you? Well, I kind of want to talk in an accent now. <laughs> we started that way. No, I'm teasing. Um, what's tickling my fancy? Um, I have two things. First of all, Francis Chan has been oh, completely yeah. tickling my fancy. He's amazing. Um, and he has a book until Unity, I think is what it's uh -huh. called. And Chris is actually reading it. He is. And he is loving it. And so oh he said we would love it too, so we need to read it. Okay. Um, but without knowing anything about his book, um, Megan told me who he was just a couple of weeks ago. I had no clue who he was. <laughs> I was like, how do you not know who Francis Chan is? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. Um, and he's been on all of our favorite podcasts. And so um, one of them with Annie F. Downs, uh, he just where he is and where his heart is and how he is this um, very hugely sought after mm -hmm. preacher, speaker, evangelist. Yeah, evangelical pastor. Um, and he is just fearlessly seeking truth. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing. Um, and so he's been inspiring, inspiring me in many different ways. One of them um, was to tell more people about adoration, about Eucharistic mm. adoration. Because I think he's on, if you go and look, listen to his podcast, um, you would probably be able to hear how he just seems to be on the cusp. It's, it's like he, he has experienced adoration, mm. but doesn't know how does this fit in where I am being a, a Protestant mm -hmm. pastor. Well, did um, you ever watch the video where he talks about how we need to part of it. be part, we need to have um, the Eucharist as part of our lives? I mean, it's beautiful the way he explains yeah. it, but you're right. He's like right there on the cusp and right doesn't there. exactly know what to do with what God's stirring in his heart. Yeah. It's yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah. And, and this goes back to, I think one of our, maybe the second or third podcast that we ever did, but um, we have this huge gift of the Eucharist, um, being Jesus, fully present, where we can go sit with mm -hmm. him and adore him and just be. And um, and so I just want to tell everybody now. So Yeah. Oh, I love that so much. Number one. Yes. Number two is this song, um, Ain't No Grave. That's <laughs> <laughs> by uh, Bethel. And then someone else sings it with Bethel. I don't remember her name. Um, but it was originally written by Johnny Cash. Love and that. it's like, it's such a good song. So I've been jamming out to that song a lot. That's so fun. I haven't heard that one yet. I it's good. Tell, I, need to, I need to send it I to always you. say, well, I can't say it because if I say it right now, she'll start talking. But you know the like Amazon chick? Oh, <laughs> yes. that girl. You know that her? Girl. Yes. I always you say, just play. We don't need music her. By Bethel. Yeah, we <laughs> to don't guest need... star on our podcast. <laughs> no, we do not. And she's right there. So she totally would. But she has not played that song for me yet. So oh. I'll have to have a conversation with her. Yes, because every time I ask her, <laughs> the you shall a name <laughs> to play, play Bethel, um, it, it plays. Okay. Song. We'll work on that because okay. I want to hear the song. Awesome. Okay. That would be good. Okay. So I feel like we need to do what's God doing in your heart right now. Okay. Is that okay? Yeah. Because let's do it. after what you just said, now I want to I want to jump in. Okay. So um, 
I went to adoration last night. <laughs> Kendra knows she was there. <laughs> so Kendra goes to adoration every Monday, and I can't make it every week because, you know, my life is crazy sometimes. But um, it worked yesterday, and I got some news yesterday that was um, really good news, but also uh, quick. <laughs> I'm having surgery next week, and so we probably will not have a podcast for the next couple of weeks until I recover. And, um, and I really felt so much peace about that. And I showed up at Adoration last night and really just wanting to like spend time with the Lord and, you know, thank him for his goodness and for Mm. walking me through this and also to prepare for today's podcast, not even really thinking about the big news that I just received. And um, my friends showed up at at, uh, Adoration too because Kendra had invited them to come and pray over me. And it Mm -hmm. was so sweet. Like just, um, there was something beautiful about the fact to sit at the feet of Jesus, but also with my friends and Mm -hmm. to be loved on in that way and to receive it was just beautiful. So thank you. There was so many good things that came out of last night and so much where I just felt like God saying like, yes, yes, we're Mm -hmm. moving in the right direction. This is where you're supposed to be. Don't you second guess it. Don't doubt it. And, uh, there was one part, don't tell anybody where, (laughs) um, we were the only ones in the chapel and they actually prayed out loud in front of Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament. And then Esther started singing. Oh, it was amazing. Oh. It was beautiful. It, a song I'd never heard. And yeah, it was me a, either. Had you ever heard? I was Mm-mm. like, at one point I thought, is she making this up? <laughs> <laughs> Knowing Esther, she probably is. She's like, awesome like <laughs> But it almost sounded like just like prophetic. Yeah. Like just the song of her heart coming out in mm-hmm. a way. I have to ask her what the song was. But it was just beautiful because it was like just the song of adoring the Lord mm-hmm. and uh, it was beautiful and okay, like cool. this is where I want to be yes like this is what, what, what was it like this is my home oh make this my home or yes something like right that? here with you yeah this is my home oh it was, oh, it was really beautiful it was beautiful yeah it was really beautiful so that's awesome just feeling a Thanks lot of God. grace from last night yeah. and and God his his goodness and his faithfulness yeah it's good definitely definitely how about you well okay so I had a light bulb moment last night in the shower Great things happen in the shower. Maybe because my kids can't it's come in. It's quiet in there. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but it's like the Holy Spirit knows, okay, I can get her now. Here we go. Um, so back in previous podcasts, I shared um, about why I veil and that whole story, how I got my veil. And it was the woman who bought a veil weeks prior to meeting me. And whenever I shared my story with her, she got in her purse, handed me a veil and said, this is for you. I know. I knew it wasn't for me when I bought it. Um, and she said she just wants to be God's little mule. Mm. Um, and I've that resonated so deeply with me and has stuck with me ever since. And I also want to be God's mule. Like, I want to do anything and everything just to bring whoever closer to Jesus, whether mm-hmm. it's just loving on them with one word or whatever it may be. Um, and so last night in adoration with um, just our sweet friends there, I was just so giddy and excited Um because I know the Lord is is just working in amazing ways, mm-hmm. and um, just to be a part of a little piece of that mm. was just so exciting. It was so exciting, and and it was something that I could tell. I'm not going into details on purpose, but um, it was something that I can tell that like the Lord had put it on my heart for a couple of days before. Um, and I acted on it and God just did his thing and he was just so powerful. And so I was in the shower last night 
And I was reflecting on that. And I thought, God, when am I ever going to get to the point to where you give me a sentence to tell a stranger? Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. You hear stories of that. You know, yeah. like, I'm just being... Well, actually, my coworker did that to me not too long yeah. ago. Like, I'm just being obedient to what God told me. And he poured truth into me. And mm-hmm. it spoke to me and Chris so deeply. And it's beautiful. I was like, Lord, when am I going to get to that point? Um, and I realized, Megan, oh my gosh, that until I let go of the wound of whatever it is, I'm going to go on that journey to figure it out. That has led me to worry about what others think of me. It's like, it made so much sense. The devil has been holding me captive in that lie for a very long time, Hmm. like prior to junior high long time. And I'm, and I realized like once I dive into that and, um, and I did this last night in prayer, I was like, God, I don't know where this comes from, but I know that there's something that happened that has made me like really cling on to what others think of me and worry about that and think about that. Cause that, that's what goes to my mind. Whenever I, I feel this inclination from the Lord, like mm-hmm. go do this. I'm like, no, they're thinking I'm crazy. No, I'm not going to do that. They're going to, you know, it's, it's all about what they're going to think of me yeah. and how they're going to perceive me. And, um, a couple of years ago over the summer, I randomly got my nose pierced and that was the beginning of a journey of me breaking free of that. Um, cause that was a huge part of it. Um, but I realized I still am holding on to it. Mm-hmm. And so it was really cool to see like, Ha, devil. But you did it last God, night. God yeah. showed me, you know, and this is this is going to be over. God, Satan, this is going to be over. It's oh, done. That's so, so cool. We'll but happens. you totally did that last night because it wasn't like you had weeks to plan this thing and bring my mm-hmm. friends in and all that. Like, you did that yesterday. You invited people, hey, we're going to be there in an hour. Yeah. Can you come pray with us? And people did. And Yeah, it was so beautiful. It was beautiful. And, and um, I, I shied away from it. I had three opportunities and I Before shied that. away from it yeah. because I was just worried I didn't I didn't know what they would think well, I thought it was and very I bold, worried right? and and um this particular person if she listens to this podcast her heart is just amazing I'm so glad I love her there. so much and she is such a gift um but I just felt the Lord wanted her to come see him mm-hmm. and she said yes and it was so beautiful oh, it was amazing so beautiful okay so I have a question for you yeah we always talk to the the girls about speaking the truth over that lie mm. and flipping the script on what that lie is. Yeah. So if the lie is, what will they think? What mm-hmm. about if the truth is they need to hear this message mm. and this is the yeah. moment that they need to hear it in, Yeah. whatever it is. Like, and even if that means nothing to them right then, mm-hmm. you could speak some truth into someone that could change their lives forever because yeah. God's using you as his mule. Yeah. So what but if see, that becomes just, your... Just right then when you said that, that you can speak truth, truth over someone it was there in my head. Like yeah. it, it's just like this automatic thing that to, comes like, into my head. Claim it and get that, rid of it. Yeah, I do. You're so right. You're so right. Because and this doesn't happen every time, obviously, because I told Paul J. Kim he should be on the radio and he's not. <laughs> <laughs> so doesn't always happen. But I felt like God told me to tell him that and mm-hmm. I did. And maybe someday he'll have a radio station. Radio so. show. Yeah. He'd be great at it. Seed. Um but you have those moments where you tell someone something and it's exactly what they mm-hmm. needed in that moment or they've been praying about or you know, Libby told me this story the other day about this little boy who was going out and was he selling things or giving away? No, I think he was like bringing flowers to people on their doors or something. Mm-hmm. But he only went to this one house and he kept going to this one house and knocking on the door and trying to approach this door. And he wouldn't give up. And he was like eight and he just kept knocking, kept knocking, kept knocking, kept knocking uh-huh. because that's where he felt like he was supposed to be. 
And he knocked for like 10 minutes. And finally, this woman comes down the stairs and opens the door. And she was a widow who had just recently lost her husband. And mm. she was about to commit suicide. Oh. A little boy came and showed her that she was needed and loved and gave yeah. her a message from God in that moment. Changed her life. So you just never know like wow. how God is orchestrating these yeah. little pieces and what he's calling you to. Yeah. I mean, probably nothing that big. Yeah. <laughs> but even if it's not, like little things matter You're right. Too, You're right? so right. You're so right. And just Claim it, girl. Yeah. Speak truth over it. You mm. can do it. I'm excited. Ooh, I love God's I'm telling training. you, he's going to unleash you and you're going to be like unstoppable. anything for the sake of the kingdom yep for sure okay so speaking of for the sake of the kingdom yes 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 so megan you have had it on your heart to share a lot of what um has been going on in a more deeper way within your family and Mm -hmm. with your sweet husband chad um and how it's affected every bit of your life for over a year Uh, right yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. um and so a couple of years ago, I, um, I went through a very difficult medical journey. Um, my thyroid went crazy. My adrenals totally crashed. And I became just this complete shell of a person. Um, mm-hmm. Megan knows she watched it all happen. Um, I couldn't mother. I couldn't wife. I couldn't. Yeah. I just couldn't. The light in her eyes was gone. It was gone. scary. Yeah, it was so, 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 so difficult um, on so many levels. And what I learned looking back on it um, is that in the midst of it, it seems like it's never going to end. And it's, um, you want so deeply for it to end. And, but what I realized that you have to go through it to get out of it. you want so badly for it to be miraculously taken away. Yeah. Um, but it that might not be God's plan mm-hmm. for the refinement of your heart and your soul. Um, but you have to go through it to get out of it. But once you, when you're going through it, there are so many different ways that God shows you that he's there. Um, like Isaiah, was it 14, 14, says um, the Lord will fight for you. You need only oh, to be Exodus. still. Exodus. Yeah. Exodus 14, 14. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, and yeah, the Lord will fight for you. You need, you need only, to, only be to be still. I've been and clinging to those words a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's just allowing yourself to go through it and cling to the Lord and, um, look for his ways of nudging you down the path of like, I just Im- imagine this, you know, um, sidewalk and it's dark outside and you can't see where the sidewalk leads to, but you have one lamppost that's lit and then you keep walking through that and then the Lord lights another one and then mm-hmm. another one and slowly you're led out of the darkness. And, um, and I think that, um, is a bit of what you want to share just yeah. to give our listeners a lot of hope. Yeah. So, um, this has been, the hardest year of my life. <laughs> and if you heard episode one, you know that that's mm-hmm. um, not a, um, a, you know, a small statement because we've been through a lot. Our families suffered through uh, a very rare disease of two of my children and took us seven years to get them diagnosed. And it was incredibly painful. And I thought that that would be the hardest thing. That's kind of dumb on my part, but I thought we had no, like been yeah. through the hardest thing as a family that we were going to go through. Mm-hmm. And um, this year we also had a baby, which was <laughs> the most joy mm-hmm. I can ever imagine. Um, and without her, 
oh, our family yeah. would have really been struggling. I mean, she is she's kept us holding on uh, so much. Um, but I haven't really talked about it much because it's just a complicated story. It's a complicated uh, diagnosis that he faced. And so today, today's the day yeah. <laughs> I want to share. Yeah. But before I do that, um, have you heard the song Another in the Fire by Hillsong? Mm-mm. Okay, so this is one that's been my jam for a while now. I'm going to read some okay. of the lyrics to you. Okay. There's a grace when the heart is under fire. Another way when the walls are closing in. Like a grace. So when I think about that, mm-hmm. like there's a grace when you are, you can't see out. Like yeah. your heart is under fire. Like there's a grace that comes with that. And I, I live that. And when I look at the space between where I used to be and this reckoning, I know I will never be alone again. There was another in the fire standing next to me. There was another in the waters holding back the seas. And should I ever need reminding of how I've been set free, there is a cross that bears the burden where another died for me. And wow, yeah, it's good. And the way mm-hmm. she sings it obviously is way prettier than when I just read <laughs> it. But so when we are going through all of our um, panda stuff with Livy, I always had this vision of like walking through the Red Sea and right before they walked through the Red Sea was when, when God said, or Moses said to the people, like, the Lord will fight for you. You just need to be still mm-hmm. and you need to let him fight for you. And so that kind of became my mantra um, for that story. And here I am again in this terrible situation. And so now I feel like I'm kind of on the other side of that sea, but now I'm in this fire, right? So this song of like him holding mm-hmm. back the waves and just standing in the fire and being there with me um, has really got me through so much. So what happened? So it started a few years ago, actually. Oh, Chad's home. <laughs> Go somewhere else, Chad. Um, a few years ago, all of a sudden, um, Chad would have these like weird nights where he would just be really silly and um, like maybe he would have a drink and all of a sudden would be really out of control and thought, well, maybe it's his medicine making him act kind of crazy. And and we started looking at some of his medicines and how they were affecting him and could it be a problem. And then he would not drink at all. And all of a sudden would be like really silly and playful or fall down. And then we realized like something's wrong. Mm-hmm. And the more we, I, I had to Google it because I didn't know what it was. And, and I thought it feels like he's been drinking and he's had nothing to drink, yeah. not a drop. And I've been with him all day and he's had not a drop. And so I Googled it and there is a disease called autobrewery syndrome where the gut, um, like stomach gut, ferments alcohol. And um, it comes from eating or from having an overgrowth of yeast and then putting carbs into the system and then it ferments. And so suddenly you have someone who's never put a drop of alcohol into their body. And we took him to the hospital one night and his blood alcohol was 0.24. And another time it was 0.36. The legal limit is 0.08. So he was four times over the legal limit. And okay, so at first it was kind of like this funny joke, right? Like mm-hmm. we laughed about it, and yeah, we're like, uh, "How lucky are you?" Yeah, and when he went to, <laughs> the, to the first time, <laughs> yeah, the first time we took him to the hospital, he was like a mess, <laughs> and he called all the doctors McDreamy and McSteamy, and he was just, and it was pretty funny. Like it became mm-hmm. kind of like our little ha ha. Chad has this funny disease, and 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 it was no big deal because it didn't happen. No. All the time. It was like once every couple of months. Yeah. And then it was like once 
a month, maybe. Mm-hmm. And it was when he ate gluten. And so we're like, well, we just want to eat gluten and he'll be fine. Right. And then it started to progress. And then it got to anytime he ate carbs. And then it got to he's on this really strict diet and it's happening every single day. Yeah. And so it went from being this funny joke to terrible, terrible situation. Yeah. We In the mornings, he would be fine. And then by the evenings, every single day, it was like having a stranger in our house. And it was scary to my kids and it was frustrating to me and to him. And all he wanted was to be present for our kids. And at this point, Tessa was a month old is when it really hit at the beginning. I mean, it got really bad when she was probably three months old. Um, But we got to the point where we couldn't leave the house. We couldn't, like, there was just, there was so much trauma um, Mm -hmm. in our home. And I, of course you know, jumped into caregiver mode as Mm -hmm. I have always done in the past. And sometimes I feel like I'm like a triage nurse, like Mm -hmm. on a battlefield, like going from wounded person to wounded person, like, okay, who needs me most right now? And, um, how can I care for you? Okay. Now I gotta go care for this person. Mm -hmm. And I was really, really worried about the kids and of course taking care of a baby and not sleeping at night. And Chad couldn't help with any of that because he just, he, as much as he wanted to, and it broke his heart because all he wanted was to be better, Mm -hmm. but he couldn't. Um, so there was one thing I did differently this time though than last time. (laughs) Last time when I went through this huge change in my family, I held it really quiet and I didn't tell anybody and I dealt with everything on my own. And this time I was like, I'm not going to do that. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't ready to, you know, like say it on the podcast or put it on Facebook, but I was pretty open and honest with the people around us. Mm -hmm. Even we were at a brand new school and I think half the school knew what was going on with us. And, and, um, our friends started a, meal train for us. So we had people bringing us dinners every night because it was just the point where I needed, I needed support. I needed my friends to hold me up when I couldn't. Mm -hmm. Um, and there wasn't a whole lot you guys could do, but that was a way that you could love on me, um, and pray with us. So we did that. And, uh, of course I started into like the same thing I did with, um, when the girls were, or when Livy was sick of like grasping for doctors. Cause part of the problem with this disease is that there's n- not many people that know how to treat it. So, mm-hmm. um, there's a couple, not very many, even in the nation, much less in the world. I mean, it's just, there's definitely not any really in Texas. And so he went to several doctors near here and they didn't really know how to help him. And they gave him all sorts of treatments that were wrong. And so before long, he was just getting worse and worse and mm-hmm. worse. And it was getting scary. And his liver was having problems. There's just all these, all these things. Yeah, he was having all of the major medical side effects of alcoholism. Yeah. Without choosing yeah. to take a drink. Yeah, which is terrible. That's I mean, it's so. It's like an evil, deep suffering, <laughs> evil disease. It yeah. really is because, yeah. yeah. So he has liver problems. His mm-hmm. he's now suddenly diabetic, and he has you know all these other things going on, and he's can barely all, eat anything. But, yeah, eating literally meat and green vegetables, and that yeah. is it. And like almost starving himself and doing everything he possibly can on his end and it's not working. So, um, but we just kept like clinging to the Lord mm-hmm. and, um, and that's always kind of been my way of dealing with things is holding on tight. And of course I stray and come back and all of that. Um, but it was beautiful to see Chad cling to God, like mm. really reach for him and uh, recently, I started reading this book called What If It's True by, I don't remember who it's by. <laughs> it's okay. We'll put it in the show notes. Charles something. I don't know. I'll put it in the show notes. Um, 
But, you know, I love to tell Bible stories and I love yeah. to like get into the heart of the Bible story and think about like, where, what would it have looked like in the setting? What would they, they have felt? What would they have smelled? Like all those, that's how I like to tell stories to kids. And that's how this book is written. So it's the Gospels, but it's like he really prayed into the Gospels wow. and added all, kind of like the Chosen. Like the way the I was Chosen. I say a written form of the Chosen. Yeah. Yes. It's like a written form of the oh. Chosen. And it's, I mean, and, and he's so, he's so cautious and humble with like, I'm not trying to add to the Gospels. Yeah. I just want it to come alive for you. Um, and so he told this story recently of the woman who um, was hemorrhaging. Mm. And it really spoke to my heart because here's this woman who has this disease. And it's different, obviously, than the one that we're dealing with. But it would, would have been equally as socially unacceptable. It's totally ostracizing. Totally yeah. ostracizing. Because blood in that time period was considered unclean. Mm-hmm. So if a woman was on her cycle, she was unclean. Mm-hmm. And she had to stay away. Which, by the way, kind of wish we were sent away once a month. <laughs> I'm just going to put that out there. have some time on them? Maybe? <laughs> just no? kidding. Okay. okay. So, but this poor woman, she bled for 12 years. Mm. So for 12 years, and they didn't have, you know, all the equipment that we have and, you know, ways yeah. to stay clean. And so she was not able to come near her family, her friends. She couldn't walk into the temple. She couldn't be near the Lord. Like she was just completely alone. And she had heard that this Messiah was coming, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and she'd been praying and she'd been offering herself to him. And, um, and so he comes and the part that was so meaningful to me is she reaches out and she touches his cloak. And I love to talk about like Old Testament rules and, you know, you have to have four tassels on your cloak and all that. And I always thought that that is just being something kind of some silly rule that was in the Old Testament. But the way he described it was that the the same word they use for cloak in scripture is the same word that means wings. And in the Old Testament, it's constantly, God's constantly being referred to by his wings and his Mm -hmm. wings are his shelter Mm -hmm. and his wings hold us and they keep us safe. And they allow us to have comfort, right? Like on eagle's wings and wrap yeah. me in your wings. There's all these beautiful um, mentions of wings. And so his cloak with his four tassels were actually an extension of his wings. So she reaches out and grabs his wing, like his his oh place of comfort. And the other thing that I thought was so cool about it is he goes back to um, David and Saul in when Saul has been hunting David, right? King Saul. Mm -hmm. And then the tables get flipped. And now David knows where Saul is. And Saul, David's now on the hunt for Saul. Uh And he gets to Saul and Saul is asleep in a cave and he could have easily killed him, right? Because he was asleep. But David is such a man after God's own heart that he doesn't want to do that because he still sees Saul as a chosen one of God. Mm -hmm. And so what he does is he clips off one of those tassels. And the way he describes it is he's basically saying, I just took God's wings of protection off of you. Wow. <laughs> Isn't that cool? That so cool. I know. It just blows my mind. So I'm like, oh, I want those wings of protection around me. So when she reaches out for these wings, it's not just touching his jacket. You know, like yeah. she's saying like, God, I can't do this by myself. And I need you to be my protection. I need you to cover me in your wings. Mm-hmm. And And Jesus is in this crowd of people and you know, people are constantly touching him, right? Like bumping into him and moving him and pushing him. And that's mm-hmm. just how those crowded streets were. 
but he feels her and he feels like almost like his spirit is drained from him mm-hmm. and flows into her and he knows in that moment that she's been healed yeah. and he says where is she bring her to me and it's her faith that healed her yeah. it's her willingness to go to him and to cling to his his cloak yeah that's healed her so like we're clinging right like that's all yeah. we can do at this point yeah. and um and of course i never do it perfectly because I get mad and I get fall into despair and I, mm-hmm. I have this whole cycle of God can handle this. God's going to never come back for me. We're all going to die. Like it's the same mm-hmm. thing that I went through with Libby. So anyway, so we're kind of somewhere in the middle of all that with, with Chad and there, but looking back, like I can see all these beautiful little moments where he was like, I am right here for you. Mm-hmm. And I just need you to trust me. Like I just need you to be still and let me fight for you. And one of those moments was when I was really worried about the kids and how it was affecting them. And I knew we needed therapy Mm -hmm. because it was so much to handle and they were so worried about Chad. But the thought of us all going to therapy and paying, you know, $75, $100 an hour for all of us was just overwhelming. And a friend invited us to dinner randomly. She invited a whole bunch of people, actually, it wasn't just me. And at this table, I was sitting with my friend, Catherine, and she said, oh, yeah, there's this fantastic program for kids um, who have parents with medical issues, and it's free. And we can get you guys in it right away. Wow. So, like, the next week, my kids are already in therapy. And we walk into, um, pretty shortly after that, we walk into St. William. And, you know, we've gone to St. William on and off since forever, right? Yeah. Chad grew up in that church. Yeah. And um, I never, ever, ever noticed, like, on the sides of the church, you know, there's... Mm-hmm. There's so many beautiful things on church. Maybe to the right I've never noticed the altar, it. Yeah, to the right yeah. left of the altar, there are these big paintings of Saint Raphael, Raphael and who's the other one? I don't know. Saint Gabriel, Michael. Ooh, yeah, I, think I still don't know who it is. <laughs> <laughs> so it was so funny though because we were all in mass when we were with my mom, and we look up at Saint Raphael, and underneath him there's the scripture, and it says, "Oh no, where'd it go?" It says, "Take comfort; before long, God will heal you." I'd never seen it before. Really? I didn't know wow. it was there. Like, it had never crossed my mind. Maybe yeah. because there's just so many other things that I've drawn to yeah. in that church. And Can I tell you something? Yeah. About that? Uh-huh. That's not even the scripture that is quoted up there that was even supposed to be on there. Really? Uh-huh. What was supposed to be on there? I don't remember. But it's, if you look up what it is... That the numbers those, are wrong? The numbers are wrong. Oh, my goodness. Well, so I, have... that, I mean, that, that's like providential. Like... Who knows how many people? Okay. Well, the numbers are Tobit five thirteen. So okay. we should look it up and we see what it really up. is. Because I have it written. Because I found it yeah. in my journal when I was looking through my journal yeah. last night. I wrote it down that day. That's or maybe I wrote but it down. But those afterwards. words are what you need what to we needed to hear in here. And I swear I've never That's seen amazing. them before. And so, and it was funny because I noticed it, and Chad noticed it, and Livy noticed it, and Livy was really worried about Chad at that time. Yeah. And, yeah. and it was like all three of us were like, okay, mm-hmm. he's gonna heal him. Like this is gonna happen. And then a couple weeks later, we. Um, Recorded that podcast with um, Elise from mm. That Catholic Design, uh-huh. and which is fantastic. If you haven't heard that episode, you need to go yeah. hear her because oh, she's amazing. Um, but she makes these awesome, this burlap art and with like silhouettes on it. And afterwards, <laughs> do you remember this? She said, I brought you guys a gift. Mm-hmm. And she said, and Megan, I had something packed for you in my bag. Mm-hmm. And I was going to bring it to you. And as I was walking out the door, I felt, she always says Christ. I felt Christ say not that one. Put it down. I, there's yeah. a different gift that Megan needs. And she goes, I have no idea why. 
is one of those moments, right? Yeah. Where she and the look on her face was almost like, I feel dumb giving you this, but uh-huh. this is what I'm supposed to do, so I'm gonna do it anyways. And she goes, I went over to a picture that was on the shelf in my living room. She said, I'm sorry, it's covered in dust. <laughs> I couldn't take it off the floor. It was like hers. Oh it wasn't one from like her yeah. stock of products she was selling. It was uh-huh. like the one from her wall. And she said, I'm supposed to give you this one. Uh-huh. And and she said, and I have no idea why, because she didn't know what was going on with our lives. Yeah. I hadn't told her until she handed that to me. She had no idea. And she said, I need to give you this. And the word that I keep hearing is surrender. Mm. Surrender. Yeah. And um, the picture that she gave me was a picture of a cross with Mary kneeling at the foot of the cross. And, um, and of course, I just like wept. Um, yeah. And I knew immediately what that meant because when I was dealing with Libby, I was always brought back to Mary and John standing at the foot of the cross mm-hmm. and how Mary would hold me at the foot of the cross if I needed to her. If I just reached out to her, she would stand there with me in that suffering because she knows what it feels like. And then John was like my reminder of being the beloved. Mm-hmm. It was like a twofold. Like Mary was the, I'm going to walk you through the suffering because I know what that feels like. And John was the, I know what it feels like to be loved by the Lord and you are loved just as much as I am. Wow. And so when she gave it to me, I was like, okay, whew. like it, it felt really powerful. And um, I brought it in and didn't really like put it up in a really important place. I just stuck Mm -hmm. it on a shelf, Um, not even like up high on a shelf, just like sitting on a little counter and kind of didn't know what to do with it for a while. And a couple weeks later, Chad was really struggling. Like it was, it had gotten really bad and Mm -hmm. it it was, he needed, he needed healing, desperate healing. He needed confession. He needed anointing. Like we were getting to the point where we're like, okay, We've got to do something. Mm-hmm. And Father Will came over. So mm-hmm. another guest on our podcast <laughs> came over to see Kendra and their family. And I went out there and, and he also didn't know what was going on with us. And I said, yeah. would you mind anointing Chad? And he was like, absolutely. And he ran and he got his anointing oils and he came inside and he heard Chad's confession because we couldn't even really get Chad to confession to have yeah. it because he was so sick. I couldn't get him to a church. Um, so the Lord just sent us a priest like on our street. Yeah. So, um, he came in and, uh, they had this beautiful, I don't know, 30 or 45 minute confession. And then we kind of came in at the end because I didn't know that's what was happening. And the girls, the kids came with me and they were sitting on either side of Chad and father will was anointing Chad. And it was the most beautiful Mm. scene. I even snapped a picture when they weren't looking And when I looked back at that picture later, sitting right next to Father Will, right behind him, was that picture of surrender. I know. And it was like, okay. Yeah. All right. Like, I'm going to surrender this to you. And in the middle of this, we're looking for a doctor. Mm -hmm. And um, I had to really surrender. Because when you have a medical illness that doctors don't even know how to treat, you almost have to become like your own Google doctor. (laughs) And which can be really dangerous. And advocate, too. And advocate. Like, you have to advocate so much. And I had to really surrender that and say, all right, Lord, you've sent us to a doctor. I trust this doctor. He was like crazy. Remember, <laughs> I swear he looks like Santa Claus with the longest eyebrows you've ever seen. And they are what, white. What about his beautiful office decor? Oh, yeah, yeah. So this is so <laughs> funny to me. So we find this doctor in Houston. And he says he'll see us telemedicine. And he is a little nutty. And we talked to him on the phone. That Our first visit was on the phone. And I'm so glad it was. Because I think if I had stepped foot in that office, I would have been like, nope, we're out of here. <laughs> and I would have run. Uh-huh. And so it's like totally the way that God 
needed to order our steps so that uh-huh. I wouldn't grasp and take control. Yeah. That's totally how I see that. Um, but anyways, he put him on this medicine and got him working and, and it took months. Like it wasn't an yeah. easy, and I think that was part of what was hard for me is I wanted it to work. Yeah. Like to go every day felt like three months mm-hmm. when we're in that type of, and you're in that type of pain every day. It felt mm-hmm. like forever. Yeah. Um, but then when we went to the office, it was like straight out of the sixties <laughs> and everything was like astronaut themed <laughs> it's just weird <laughs> but the man knows what he's doing and um and he healed chad mm-hmm. like he i mean he's not fully healed but he's back yeah chad is back and um like every moment i have with him just feels like uh, the best like yeah. i just it's one thing to suffer with your children, but to suffer with your spouse and not have him present for that was yeah. something that I just... And go through a newborn baby. Yeah. And still still on the journey with Olivia. Yeah. And you're doing this all by yourself. Yeah. All by yourself. And my own health stuff. And, and come four o'clock. <laughs> yeah. Come four o'clock. You were a single mom. Yeah. Every um, day. Yeah. And, yeah. and from my perspective, um, watching so much of this happen... What I saw was just deep faith. And I saw so much virtue in you, Megan. Mm-hmm. When you could have doubted Chad, when he said, I didn't yeah. I didn't drink a thing, you could have so easily said, I don't believe you. I don't trust yeah. you. Why are you doing this? You know? Um, there were times. And you yeah. stuck by him so beautifully, um, well, so I, virtuously. I wasn't sure if I was going to share this part, but... I feel like I should just because there might be somebody who really needs this mm. because there are people who are dealing with these kind of things in secret, right? Yeah. And I learned a lot about addiction over the last um, year. And no matter how addiction starts or why addiction starts, it's an addiction. Like it's a yeah. real living, breathing thing. And of course we can fall into enabling and things like that. And you don't want to be in that place. But I felt like it was my job to to see him mm-hmm. inside that addiction. Because what happens with this awful disease is it t- goes from just being food to now his body has produced so much alcohol, it is craving alcohol. Yeah, And he was dealing with all the shame and guilt because now he's craving it when he never really wanted it in the first place. And right. it's, just, it's just a terrible, ugly, ugly thing. And so we had some moments where he was just like so down on himself. Mm-hmm. Like he was never going to get better. And I deserve to be in a better place without him. And that's never what I wanted, ever, ever, ever. All I wanted was him. Yeah. And there were some times where I was pretty frustrated with the situation. And I had to, like, let go of my frustrations and just look at him and speak truth into him. And say, yeah. you are God's beloved. And you are you are the head of this family. And you're going to lead us. Yeah. You're going to lead us again. You're going to get out of this. And you're going to lead us. And I had to just start, like pouring scripture mm. and truth over him and praying mm. over him. And I remember the one time specifically we were on the floor in Eli's room. And I think that was the big turning point where he was able to call his doctor and say, I need more help. Mm-hmm. This isn't working. I need more medicine. And they gave him medicine. And it helped him get through this like craving phase that he was yeah. in. And, um, and I'm so thankful for that. Like, yeah, I, it was one of those almost like supernatural things where I didn't have it in me. It was the Holy the Spirit. Grace. It was grace. Yeah. It was the grace because yeah. I didn't have the words to speak that. But somehow the Lord started just like 
I'm not letting him go. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. We are going to get to him one way or another. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah. and it was beautiful. And now um, we're on the other side of it. I mean, not completely. I don't know that we'll ever completely be on the other side, but we're definitely able to see the light. And um, he's actually started some advocacy work this just this week. So cute. He's never been on Facebook in his entire life because he's, like, <laughs> terrified of people talking to him. I don't know what he's scared of, but he, like... <laughs> I came does... over to get borrow something. I don't know. We're always in each other's houses borrowing stuff for our dinner meals. Um, and I came over, and he had just gotten onto Facebook. And he was on the phone, and he goes, wait, what's this? I can go shopping on Facebook? What is happening? <laughs> Last night, he was watching videos on Facebook. You know how you watch one, and uh-huh. then one pops up? And he was, he was watching, like, these cooking ones. And then it turned into this woman who is a soldier, and how she was doing her bun and her hair. <laughs> You need to walk away from Facebook, Brad. Like, so you have funny. gone down the black hole. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's but, what I said to him. I was like, welcome to the dark side, I know. Chad. But he was so funny, though. Like, he's super freaked out by, like, people knowing he's on there. and wanting uh-huh. to, So he won't friend anybody in our family. <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you think's going to happen if you friend him? It's, it's like my aunt. It's going to be okay. Yeah. Anyways. So, um, but the reason he got on Facebook is because there's this group for um, auto brewery um, sufferers and caregivers, and he mm-hmm. wanted to be able to give people perspective of what it feels like to go through this and to That's so um, good. yeah, and and it's the same thing we did with pandas because yeah, it's so hard to suffer and not have anybody to walk it through with you. Mm-hmm. There's that meme that says like someone's down in the pit and people are trying to like throw things down to them mm-hmm. to help them and and. And then someone crawls into the pit with him and says, it's okay, I know the way out. Yeah. And um, and so I'm seeing that in him, which is really, really sweet. And just throughout the whole journey, there's been all these moments of God just like, we talked about this last week and mm-hmm. what was God doing in my heart, um, where he's just sees the desires of our little heart mm-hmm. and it's just showing up. Yeah. Um, it's beautiful. Like with Ella and her concussion that she's been dealing with, she was starting to feel kind of alone mm-hmm. and like, does anybody care that I'm mm. hurt and I'm alone? And that week, three different random people showed up at our door with gifts for her. And oh, I love that. So I know. Much. And it was like God saying like, I see you. Yeah. I know. I know how you're feeling. And all these people love you. And yeah. don't you let that lie take yeah. root in your heart because it's not true. Yeah. And so every time we've had one of those moments, he's just been like showing up and, and it's been really sweet. That's amazing. So, um, and then, uh, my word of the year this year was restoration. So today I read, uh, just randomly, I was flipping, trying to find something else in scripture and I accidentally flipped to Ezekiel, Mm -hmm. the dry bones story. Oh, I mean, like Bethel sings some good songs about dry bones. Woo! Like God wants to breathe life into our dry bones. Yes. He's, that's all he desires is like. To not walk around with these just dusty old dry bones, but yeah. to let him breathe life back into us and to speak life into each other and to call life mm. out of one another. Mm-hmm. And and because like that's what he's telling Ezekiel is like, you have the power to speak that life into them, like to go breathe life into them mm-hmm. and do it, like do it for me. Um, and so it's just, I feel like we are on this restoration journey and it's slow and it's, it's kind of a two steps forward, one step back. Yeah. Um, and we're still getting thrown all sorts of craziness. Yeah. <laughs> like I said last week, yes. it's like <laughs> plates flying all over the place from the devil. But I just have so much hope mm. because if he can walk us through what we've been through already. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we can handle anything. Yeah. So yeah. God I is hope, so good. Um, 
if you're out there struggling, that you can find some hope too, that you can cling to the hem of Jesus, like just hold yeah. on tight and reach out to your friends, find community, people who will um, mm-hmm. walk with you and don't feel like you have to face it alone because yeah. that's a lie. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lie. You have to go through it to get to the other end. Yeah. And you got to go through it because there were lots of times where I was like, just take it away. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But I also keep getting these messages that like what God is doing is so much bigger than what the enemy's trying to throw at us. Like mm. he doesn't, I, I don't believe that he causes these things, but I believe he uses them. Mm-hmm. And I believe there's going to be some really good stuff that comes out of this. I believe that my kids, oh, another part. Remember when we were at the mall? And um, you don't remember the story. She's like, what? what? <laughs> we were at the mall and it was Esther's birthday that week. Uh-huh. And uh, we had just randomly saw her at church and I hadn't seen Esther in months. And it was such a good gift to see her. Oh, this is recently. Recently. Yeah. yeah okay. I was like, I haven't been to the mall. This is no, 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 my me. family. Not with you. the story. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. This is amazing. So we were at the mall <laughs> and, um, and we went in the store and it was like one of those, like everything's under $5 store. And so the kids were like having a ball because they yes. afford things. And they were like, this is amazing. And Ella's over there shopping and I had, hadn't really walked around a lot. So I didn't see the woman behind the counter. And I walked out of the store and Ella came up to me and she goes, mom, do you know the woman who works here? And I was like, I didn't even see her. No. Mm-hmm. And she said, she looked at me and she said, you sing, don't you? And Ella said, Yes. And she said, you're going to use your voice for God mm. and you're going to do big things for your voice, for God with your voice. And she was like, okay. <laughs> and so, um, she comes running out to tell me this. And so I'm like, well, now I need to go see who's back there. Right. So I walk in and, um, I said, thank you for, you know, speaking to my daughter. And, mm-hmm. and she said, um, you're all going to do big things for the kingdom. And she pointed to Livy and she said, and you're going to be a speaker and you're going to, you're going to speak boldly for mm-hmm. the Lord. Mm-hmm. And she pointed to Eli and she said, and you're going to be a leader, a leader of the faith. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and, and I've always like felt like God was really preparing my kids for something because yeah. they've just been through so much. Yeah. Um, and so we started talking and she said, um, I was, uh, I'm a Christian and I was imprisoned in Iran. And, um, and I said, what is your name? And she said, have you heard of me? You may have heard of me because she has kind of this famous, yeah. um, story. And I said, are you Esther's roommate? <laughs> she was like, yes. <laughs> you know Esther? And she doesn't actually live with Esther anymore, but she did. Yeah. And, um, and I was like, Esther is one of my really good friends, and I've heard her tell your story a lot. And I actually just saw her, and we're at the mall trying to buy her a birthday gift right now because it's yeah. almost her birthday. And it was just this beautiful moment of like, like you said, like, yeah. She's in a store all by herself. She could have easily let us walk out the door. Yeah, but definitely. she's using that position as yeah. a an employee at a store for the kingdom. Yeah, and that brought so much like joy and excitement for Ella and renewed her the uh-huh. strength of like I'm that. gonna use this voice. And and the cool thing about it is this was the week that I was speaking at our church and Ella and Libby were singing in the choir and it was yeah. like their first big like we're gonna sing in the choir at church yeah. for adoration for Jesus and and she spoke that truth over them like three days before that so Amazing. it's been cool and I have to like write all these things down because otherwise mm-hmm. I miss them you know but. yeah yeah so you can look back in the times whenever we don't 
see him moving and know that he moves. Yeah. He and that moves. was a big thing I had to do a lot was to yeah. go back. I even like listen to our podcast. <laughs> like, <laughs> I have, like hear my own words uh-huh. of he's yeah. brought me through this before. He can bring me through. Like, cause I forget. Yeah. I'm so much like the Israelites and quick to forget. And I have to remind myself like, yeah. what is, what do they say? Bind it like phylacteries on my forehead. Like I need to mm. just like I love how write much you it know on my Testament. forehead. <laughs> That's what I do, my friend. <laughs> Well, somehow I still forget. <laughs> when you start wearing tassels. I know. And, and the Ten Commandments on my forehead. And you have words on your forehead. <laughs> We're going to have a, a talk. <laughs> Just kidding. I do kind well, of want tassels now, though. Yeah. <laughs> I wore a shirt on Sunday with tassels. It's fun. You're like, hmm. Yes. Well, so. thanks for sharing. Yeah. Thank you. And um, those of you who listened, um, this story I think will really bless so, so many that may not even know that our podcast exists. Um, so if you feel it pressed upon your heart, please share it. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, can they like rate it or what is it that people always say on other podcasts to help <laughs> it get out there? We do need rates and re- ratings and reviews. Just to help because our podcast how, get out there. Yeah, it's how um, people find it on Apple. Not that we care, no, but... we really don't. But we, we just don't. want people to hear about yeah. Jesus. Yeah, we do. And if it could help someone who needs to hear this story, let's get it to them. Yeah, for sure. In the name of Jesus. And... We have an event Ooh, coming yes, up soon. Yes, with mark Paul calendars. Kim. If you didn't hear last week's, we have a live worship event and hopefully adoration. We need to get yes. on that. Find us a priest. Um, and it's going to be May 21st. Father Will. <laughs> I know. I was, was going to tell you to go. <laughs> and so also, uh-huh. last night, Esther oh, yeah. said, we, we have felt called for a long time to like really celebrate Pentecost big. Yeah. And every year Esther says, the Holy Spirit's going to pour out on Pentecost. It's going to uh-huh. happen. Like it's going to uh-huh. be this beautiful outpouring. <laughs> and we just realized this is Pentecost weekend. Yes. We didn't know that till Esther told us yesterday. <laughs> we didn't. We're not that on the ball. No. But God is. <laughs> God knows. God knows that we love Pentecost. Yeah. And God knows that <laughs> we have wanted desperately to worship yeah. and let the Holy Spirit pour out yeah. every year for Pentecost. So May 21st. It's happening. Um, mark your calendars, men and women. Mm-hmm. Um, go to our website, hisbelovedoftexas.com. Com. Yep. I always forget org or yeah. com. <laughs> yeah, we're Dot com. com. And it's $15 a person until May 1st, and then it's going to go up to $20. So get your tickets back. Get your tickets. We've already May sold 1st quite is a few. What, like Sunday, Monday? I don't know. It's coming. I don't know. It's coming. It's coming. Just soon. like the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we're really excited, and uh, we would love to see you. Oh, and there's a group, right? Yes. Oh, yes. We heard we yesterday. Give them a shout out. I don't yes. know if you have a name in your group. I mean, of your group, but we heard from a friend yesterday that there's a group of you guys. I think in Pflugerville that have been meeting since one of our His Beloved events. The first His Beloved. Yeah, event, they meet like once a, a month, ago. and. Um, and they're all coming to the event. Live light together. It's so beautiful. Like that that blessed our hearts so, so deeply. Yeah, our I think entire it's like team. Kim and Christy, maybe. I don't mm. know who else is in there. Y'all have to tell us. Yeah, we want to give you shout outs. Coming. But yeah. Um, glory to God. Thank you for setting just a beautiful example and living life together and um, journeying alongside one another in such a beautiful, beautiful yeah. way. So And not to sound like I'm begging for validation but like if this podcast is speaking to you let us know because it really gives mm-hmm. us hope to keep moving forward um to know that it's touching you and that it's making a difference because yeah. sometimes it feels like we're kind of alone here yeah <laughs> and it's good to, it's good to hear those little little nuggets of like oh yeah someone shared the podcast with me and yeah um it just lets us know that yeah that this is where god wants us yeah so so y'all are wonderful we pray for you thank you yeah. for allowing us to journey alongside you so yeah. right. bye guys bye